Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I Am Bipolar podcast. I'm your host, Stacy, and you are listening to the second episode of the show. This episode is going to be part one of my story and um, when it all started and kind of how I handled it back um, in the day, I guess you could say. Um, so I hope you enjoy and uh, let's get into it. So um, when I was younger, probably about 17 or 18, I kind of went into this very, very, very deep depression and I was not in a good place and I have not been in a good place for since then, but um, I have come a long way since then, if you will. Um, it's still not the best, but we're still trying to figure it out as you know, people do every day of their life, whether you suffer with mental illness or not. Um, but back then I went into a very deep depression. Um, I want to say it was after me and my boyfriend broke up, but I don't know if that is what triggered it or if I would have just went into that deep depression. Um, anyways, that's something I've wondered for a long time. If that, you know, heartbreak back then is what kind of sent me spiraling like was I already spiraling before then I don't remember or you know what I've went into that deep depression if we didn't break up and he was still in my life I'm not sure um but I was 17 or 18 when that had happened and I kind of distanced myself from all my friends and my family and I every time I would get asked to hang out I would always say no or I would say yes and then I would bail at the last minute um, and so my friends kind of stopped asking me to hang out and I was I always wondered why you know like I was oblivious to like why are they not asking me to hang out and then I asked a friend of mine hey you know, why am I not being included in the hangouts or, you know, going out and all all the fun stuff? And she was like, well, every time you say no or you always bail last minute. So we kind of just gave up on inviting you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it still hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie, but it did does make sense as to why they would do that because why are they going to keep trying if I'm just going to keep bailing or saying no and just laying in bed and being depressed and not you know wanting to do anything so that was back then and then it kind of got worse and worse and then it turned into having like crippling anxiety I was unable to leave my room I felt like I was unable to leave my room. I could not go to the grocery store by myself because I was always worried about what people were thinking. People were staring at me like I was like the center of attention. You know, it was like I had something on my face or something growing on the side of me or, or you know, like something. Everyone was staring at me. So I could not go to the grocery store. I couldn't go to the gas station. I couldn't go anywhere without someone else with me. And, um, I also had very, very, very high anxiety of 
the phone. I could not make phone calls. I could not order pizza. I couldn't call. I couldn't even call like my mom or my brother or my dad, like, or a friend. I like, and those people, you know, like those people should be easy to call. But even to this day, I have anxiety on the phone and I work half of my work is on the phone. So it's like, hmm, that's interesting. But back then I could, yeah, I just couldn't do the phone. I'd be like, no, like you've got to do it. And I don't know where that stemmed from. It's just my voice, which is funny because now I'm starting a podcast. So let's see how this goes. But I just was afraid of talking and saying the wrong thing. And my, my mom would be like, well, they don't know you you know, like you're never going to see or talk to them again, which is true. But just the thought of like saying the order for pizza wrong or stumbling over my words, which I will probably do on here, which I do all the time on the phone anyways, nowadays. Um, but back then I was just so like high anxiety about it and I could not do it. It was, it was like going to be the death of me if I had to order pizza or call in, you know, my own prescription or something like whatever I had to do. I was like, or call my doctor's office, you know, and make an appointment. Like I could not do it. Even I honestly couldn't do it for the longest time. And I want to say it's the last couple of years. Like even when I was 25, I was like, mom, you got to call the doctor for me like I can't do it and the one time she called she was like she had to pretend to be me because they obviously I'm 25 they're like your mom can't call for you anymore like you've got to do it yourself like grow up a little bit (laughs) but it was just too too much for me like I could not I could not do it but I have gotten a lot better with the phone, so that's great. But back then, when I was 17 or 18, like, it went from depression to crippling anxiety to having both. And when you have both depression and anxiety, it's, like, the worst. I heard this TikTok the other day, and I'll play it here in a minute, but it talks about how having what you feel like when you have anxiety and depression and um, what it's kind of like. So I think this relates a lot to how I was feeling back then and kind of sometimes now, actually. So um, here it is. Having anxiety and depression is like being scared and tired at the same time. It's the fear of failure, but no urge to be productive. It's wanting friends, but hate socializing. It's wanting to be alone, but not wanting to be lonely. It's feeling everything at once, then feeling paralyzing numb. Um, but it just described how exactly how I felt at that moment and how I feel some days nowadays. You know, like I, I want to hang out with friends, but I want to lay in bed. And I'm going to pick laying in bed over hanging out with friends. I, you know, that goes to, I, I don't want to be alone, but I feel lonely. You know, it's just, it's hard for me. And I, I, I think some other people out there, hopefully that I can connect with, it's just hard for us to get out of bed, to do 
you know, even things around the house. It's hard to do laundry. It's hard to do the dishes. It's hard to vacuum. You know, everything we we are making harder in our lives, which is overwhelming. At least to me, I get very overwhelmed then when I have things build up. But it's like if you just do one thing at a time, things wouldn't build up. But I would rather lay in bed or on the couch and watch, you know, than do those things. And I sit there and I stare at the thing, you know, like I stare at the rug. I'm like, that needs to be vacuumed. Do it. Do I not do it? Do it. Do I not do it? You know, it's like it's like pulling the the petal off of the flower. Like, does he love me? Does he love me not? Does he love me? Does he love me not? You know, it it's very hard and you fight with yourself over and over again like to do things but you physically cannot and it and I don't know people listening to this if you're going to connect with that or not like you physically I know you physically have to get up out of bed every day you and do your job and if you have children, take care of your children or your husband or your wife or, you know, your animals, whoever is around you, your family, um, if that's the case. But when you suffer with mental illnesses or in this case, um, my case back then, depression and anxiety, it, it was physically impossible for me to get out and get out of bed and take care of myself you know, let alone take care of anyone else or anything else. So, um, yeah, that part of my life just kind of spiraled out of control. And um, then I kind of like dealt with it a little bit. I was getting a little better with going out by myself, you know, getting back with my friends and It wasn't as severe, I think, when I hit 20 and 21. I kind of was getting back with my friends, you know, kind of getting out there more um, and experiencing new things. So I was like, okay, I got this. You know, I'm doing I'm doing better. So I had a good couple of years or whatever, drinking and hanging out with friends, doing all the fun things that normal people do that I thought was normal. And um Then I made an impulsive decision and quit my job, Um, got mad at work, you know, had the final straw, was not not having it, and I just quit. And I said, today's my last day, and I'm out. You know, I was angry and upset, and then I had nothing. You know, I wasn't going to look for a new job because I had anxiety, And then I was depressed because I didn't have a job, was 21, 22, and blew through all my money because I was going to the bar all the time, you know, hanging out with friends all the time. And so then that went into depression because I have no money and I have anxiety. How am I going to make money? I have anxiety of how, you know, got to apply for jobs and what am I going to do? And all those thoughts that run through your brain. So... Um, then my stepdad, he, um, one of his companies that he works for, um, was hiring. So he got, you know, got me in there, but the catch was, 
um, I had to move to Ohio. So I, I still at the time, 2022, not the 20, not the year, not this year, 2022, when I was 21 and 22, I still lived at home. So I never, you know, had lived on my own. I didn't know how to pay rent or bills or any of that. But I was about to move from comfortable Michigan with all my friends and family to a new state all by myself, which technically my brother um, is was in Ohio and working for actually the same company. But he, I would obviously see him there. So I, I knew someone going into Ohio, but it wasn't going to be like it, it was in Michigan. You know, I was going to be on my own, living on my own and experiencing that part of it. And so I had very, I agreed to it. You know, I I went and I did the interview and I I made it through that. I got the job and uh, we were like, all right, this is it. Here we go. Moving to Ohio. So that is part one of my story and where I kind of started. Uh, Stay tuned till next week to hear part two of my Ohio journey and where I am now. Also, thank you for tuning in and following along with my journey and story. I really do appreciate all the love and support I have received um, thus far. I do hope that you stick around to hear the rest of it and to also hear other people's stories. So until next time, have a good week. Bye.